gentlemen welcome this is dump on the ump ostensibly a baseball program podcast whatever good evening today is thursday october the 28th 2021 coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel with me tonight as per usual is sam sam how's it going uh hey guys i i'm going it's going well uh i'm back after a week absence i apologize for that um i had a bunch of personal stuff to take care of but i'm back now i'm like fully revved to go um my hot take has to do with the world series which is going on right now we got a day off today uh my hot take is is that everybody should only root for the away team in this world series because both of these teams have serious problematic issues attached to them the astros cheating scandal for one and generable unlikability and then the braves uh racist tomahawk chop um so we all should just be rooting for the home team's fan base to be disappointed like i just want everybody to spend a thousand dollars on a ticket and then go home unhappy that's you're what just I'm rooting, rooting for. you're only rooting for the away team that's it i'm only rooting so like the first two games i was rooting for atlanta starting tomorrow i'll be rooting for houston in atlanta yeah well i think that's a good idea i think i actually was like you know I, for a second i wasn't really up to date on the tomahawk chop thing and i was like i bet the atlanta fans aren't really in you know there's only some people that are into it i bet the fans are doing their best to steer the team away from that and then i found out that the in the last two years the team had had talks with you know native american uh, groups in the area and they had decided that they were going to try and slowly phase out the tomahawk chop and the uh you know accompanying red novelty tomahawk and they started to phase it out and the uproar from the fans was so vociferous that they had to go back to doing it even more than they had done before anybody started complaining so not only is it not the fans that are the fans are still doing it but not only that they like got actively pissed and self-righteous about the fact that their tomahawk chop was being taken away from them and actively lobbied the team to bring it back. So, yeah, I mean, you're fucking right, man. Fuck those people. Yeah. It's the fragile, the fragile white bale. It's like the conservative snowflake. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then 
also put on top of that the team moved the 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 stadium when they opened their new stadium they opened it in Cobb County like an outer line suburb of Atlanta Atlanta is a very uh ethnically diverse city but the outer line areas are anything but and then to top it all off they got Travis Tritt to come sing the national anthem at their uh I think it was the game seven of the or most read one of the more recent games like Travis Tritt who's like a super anti-vaxxer and has been very vocal in fact one of the only things he's been doing from like a PR perspective has been talking about anti-vax movement so it's like this organization is fucked from like deeply fucked yeah and it's kind of a bummer because the team is pretty likable hundred percent Freddie Freeman yeah. seems like a great guy I love Ozzy Albies yeah, as he obvious is the best. Yeah, they seem cool. I'm totally with you. It's too bad. It's it's such a because they would totally be a likable team. And I was actually kind of like, oh, you know, maybe I'm a root for Atlanta. But like in the last, like kind of since this has all come up and it's all been started to be revealing itself to be problematic. It's like hopefully looking for information that you know, looking looking hopefully for information that will make me feel okay about their perspective, their, their the way they've addressed it. And they just it made it pushed me in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Yep. And then Houston are a bunch of fucking genius. Well, my boy Donald Trump announced on his platform that he plans to attend game four of the World Series in Cobb County, Georgia. So that's I sure hope they haven't thrown out the first pitch. Oh, good God. Could you imagine that? That guy can't pitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only president to not throw out a pitch at a baseball game since like Roosevelt or something. Is that true? I believe. Yeah. yeah. It, at either either the All-Star game or the World Series, every single president like home has thrown out a pitch mm-hmm. um, at least once. Maybe not once a year, but once in their president. Yeah. And he refused. Right, because he uh, was stuck at it. Yeah, because he throws like a bitch, I assume. Yeah. Well, I, I remember that. I thought that he was scared that he was going to get booed at the National I, He was definitely going to get booed, and that was part of it, too. But it's like the World Series was in D.C., and he was like, no, no, I can't throw out the first pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that guy. All right, yeah. so, no road team. I did love it in game one when the Braves came out, just were kicking the shit out of the Houston Astros, and you got lots of great shots on Fox of sad, shocked Houston fans. Yeah, and that, was, and that felt good. Yeah, that felt really good. So game two was less fun when Houston came out to the big win. So let's go Astros. Hopefully they can make some of those Braves fans super sad. Yeah, hopefully um, they can close it out. Yeah, they would. Otherwise, otherwise, I want that. The Braves. Braves to win in if, Houston. Yeah, I guess. If the game, if the series goes back to Houston, I want Braves to win. Yeah. But but in order for the Braves to win in Houston, they have to win they one. They have to win at least home. one game at home. Yeah. Right, which which I'm rooting against. Right, we lost like, the, the golden, what was that, the 2019 World Series where the home team lost every game. Yeah. Right. That's a crazy thing. Someone on Twitter said this. Uh, Houston winning game two of the World Series is the first true home win in the World Series since 2018. Because in 2020, all the games were played in Texas between the Dodgers and the Rays. 
Something to think about. All right. Also joining us as per usual is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good, Joel. I'm coming to you from hot and fresh from Seattle. We're in the middle of a bomb cyclone. Oh, Maybe on the back end of a bomb cyclone. Uh, it's been like pouring rain and 60 mile an hour winds for three days. Oof. So that's been pretty cool. Uh, my hot take is, is I think we're watching the last days of the MLB. Why? I think, uh, well, as we all know, it's October. It's the end of the season. The season's going to be coming to a conclusion soon. And one thing that I've been noting in this postseason is the emphasis on by any network covering to pivoting into DraftKings and other prop bet sporting sites that the MLB is now partnered with and with their or starting to partner with uh, Barstool Sports. And we talked about this already about Joel and I's perspective that it was a bad, bad road to hoe. But that in in conjunction with the upcoming collective bargaining that's going to be taking place this offseason and the potential work stoppage. So my theory is, is that the two sides are going to come to a complete standstill and prop bets are going to start happening. And the MLB is going to start actively taking place in prop bets on the collective bargaining agreement. And Ooh. that's going to prove to be so lucrative that they're going to be like, fuck it, never take the field again. Yeah. And probably go on strike for two years and then never come back because nobody cares anymore. They only want to, they only want to bet on whether Ozzy Albies gets a haircut. Right. We should incorporate that into a post-apocalyptic young adult novel that we're working on. I Baseball like actually just turns into like people arguing and then people betting on what comes out of the arguments. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that causes the robot umpires to malfunction and turn evil. Gotcha, yeah. They're no longer needed. <laughs> Because they keep answering the arguments with with like cold hard facts and like you know opinions because they're robots. Cool. But, but everybody keeps dismissing their be, that because that's not what they're, they're interested in. They want answers that are titillating. Yes. And side note, you could do pitch by pitch betting on if it's a ball or a strike, unless you had robot empires that called it correctly each time. I would actually be interested in that if you're betting like. If Laz Diaz is behind the mound and you know that he always gives away like the outside corner to the hitter or something like that. Laz Diaz has no fucking clue what he's doing. Oh, I he's love Laz Diaz. Like, <laughs> he just closes his eyes and guesses every fucking time. That was such a pile of trash. Yeah. Fuck. Well, actually, I mean, you're correct, but I, he's tall. So I like him because he's tall. Here's what I'm worried about. What? I'm, Wait, what? He's tall. I like him because you he's tall. like him because he's tall. He's really tall. He's like six four or something like that. That's not first of all. That's not really tall. Yeah, that's not that tall. That's so tall, that's tall. you guys. That's really like, tall. That's like, <laughs> but, 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 why? Why do you like tall? Totally a little taller than me. That's so tall, you guys. It's huge. Six foot four. Can you imagine being six foot four? You just walk around looking down on people. Done. Oh my god! I just have to put on a pair of like thick-soled shoes to be six four. You fetishize size. Maybe that's why he likes you so much, Sam. Yeah, I, maybe. I always have tall friends, and like I don't know what's it like to go to a concert for you guys. Like you can see, like I go to concerts and I got really good at looking 
you gotta look between the elbows of the two people standing in front of you. Well, you're yeah. shorter than most people. <laughs> exactly. It's it's the it's a flip side of the Napoleonic syndrome. So you just you just envy and thereby idolize people that are tall. Taller than me. But not even that tall. Just just so, like slightly. Just as long as they're taller than you. <laughs> just, like, which, is, which is most everybody I've ever met. Yes. Yeah, so no, you no, no. idolize yeah, everybody. Six, actually, I did have a six foot eleven friend in high school, so that's not true either, Sam. That's your favorite that's person. That's pretty tall. Really, that's I, really tall. I, that's a pretty tall person. Yeah, really, See, I just I six, six. I'll give you six six is really tall. Okay, six four. Six, I'll give you four. is pretty tall. Okay, yeah. I th- I just I don't like people who are taller than me. Right, neither. I'm like, what the, the fuck, fuck is tall. this guy doing? Yeah. What is right. that guy doing? Like blocking my eye line. Who does he think he is? You guys are fucking head. (laughs) My new hot topic, my new hot take is you guys are fucked. (laughs) Lesbians. Too tall. I hate people that have browner hair than me. I I hate it when people have browner hair than me. It's just like, makes me so mad. I'm like, oh, why do you have browner hair than me? No, because that's lots of people. Um, Like, don't you hate- There's lots of people that are taller than Sam. Yeah, but it's like less than uh, half of the people. Yeah. Sure, that's true. <laughs> There's like not that many people who are actually. I would say that people. less than half the people. Oh, never mind. Okay, so my buddy in high school who was six foot eleven, all geometry. No, uh, algebra two teacher, junior year algebra two teacher. He was six foot seven, and my buddy who was six foot eleven was convinced. That a six foot seven math teacher was giving him bad grades because he hated him because he was taller than him. And I don't I do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I think he's onto something. Yeah, yeah. I would fail that tall motherfucker. Right. If if you were a six foot seven math teacher and the only thing you had going in life was that you were taller than most people, and then some like seventeen year old comes into your classroom who's six foot eleven, you would right. fail. On printing. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, "Do the math, bitch," and then <laughs> I fail. Joe, what we have to do is we have to send somebody. We have to find a really qualified tall dishwasher and send them into Sam's job, <laughs> Sam. work and, and trying to get okay. a, trying to get to here's, get a job. Here's a here's a fun fact. I used to have a dishwasher who was taller than me, and I fired him. You did. Yeah. You did fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I mean, we're, we're, you better watch out because we're going to send in a plan. But that didn't help. <laughs> I fired him for cause other than him being taller than me. But it helped soften the blow for me. <laughs> for being tall. Yeah. Okay, he was anyway. taller than I was. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Smell a class action lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that, would, that would be like class action. It would have had to be like more than one person. But that's the thing. Is like, well, yeah, you wait till we sit in our clothes. <laughs> this is the opposite of hashtag hideism. Right. And here's the other fun fact is that of all the people who now work for me in my kitchen, I'm taller than everybody by at least six inches. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all, they're all average to below average height. They're all well below average height, I would say. What's average height even? Five ten. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, I'm at, I'm well. I'm five nine. I guess. I think you are within the standard deviation. Yeah. No. I'm this like, is a I great podcast. This is a great podcast because I'm the short guy and Sam's the tall guy and Thomas is basically <laughs> average height guy. We're like a fucking Garrison Keeler monologue. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst joke ever and I love it. Oh. <laughs> anyway, what I'm worried about is that Major League Baseball is going to cancel the season next year. And it's I think they are for sure. Yeah. I think they will too. I'm not sure it'll have anything to do with gambling, but I I just feel like there's so much. I'm not saying it's going to be canceled. I'm not saying it was going to be canceled because of gambling. I'm going to say that the gambling, their gambling interests will take, will lean into the work stoppage and then suddenly realize that they can make money off of this work stoppage and not even playing the game at all. So why would we hire these players? We could just bet on them. Yeah, no. I just don't think that that would be a sustainable model. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like nobody, that would maybe that would maybe season, pull really. them through a strike season, but only one. And probably, I mean, well, I see what only, you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And we really only need like five canceled seasons before we descend into a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic robot hellscape. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I just like this is like Joel saying that Naomi Osaka can seize the means of production by not playing, and it's like. You know, Did people I, are going to forget about. One, was that one of my hot takes? Yeah. Oh fuck. Well, okay. So there's a third. There's a third leg to this hot take, though. It's because the Mariners are finally on the verge of concrete, like engaging in some competitive uh, baseball. I don't know. Like <laughs> they're like right on the cusp, maybe. So it would also make sense for the, everything to get shit on right when they were about to get good. Right. So really, you're, actually, you're like the the '96 Expos or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, did he, somebody put on Twitter today a picture of like the starting rotation for the Detroit Tigers and like? Yeah, I saw that. And, you know, it's like every one of these guys has a world. If the if the Braves win, every single one of these guys will have a a, a World Series ring. And it was like, yeah, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, I think it's Drew Smiley, yeah. uh, and like a couple other. I don't know. I think Drew but with, Smiley with a team other than the Detroit Tigers. Right, none of them yeah. are yeah. Tigers. Oh, uh, what's his, Rick Porcillo. Oh, was uh, Price on that team? Annabelle, no. yeah, David Price, Annabelle, Annabelle Price. Sanchez. Annabelle Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. Dave Price, yeah. Annabelle Sanchez, Verlando, Shoza. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, all right, <clears throat> well, we're going to have a lot of fucking time, unfortunately, to talk about you labor negotiations this offseason, so... <laughs> Guess what? Up... Gonna suck on this <laughs> Guess what? Jump on the up fans. You're gonna listen to a lot of labor rights. Right. <laughs> no, well, but don't forget we're also gonna we're also gonna take down some serious issues. We're gonna solve racism, sexism, ableism, uh hideism. 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 Well, no, we're obviously not gonna be able to handle that one. Speciesism. Shout out to PETA. I thought you said feciesism. <laughs> What the fuck is that? Yeah, just I don't, don't want to hear anyone saying Google. I hate that shit anymore. That's <laughs> yeah. that's all. I hate people who say shit. Listeners, do not Google feciesism, please. Yeah. You do. Did you just, just Google for it? your own good? <laughs> um, yeah. So PETA wants uh, Major League Baseball to change the term bullpen to something more friendly to animals. 
like, fuck I, just, I still don't believe that this is real. This is what they do. They've been on, they've been, yeah. PETA has been professional trolls for like 10 years now. That's all right. They, they say ridiculous shit so that they can make it into the headlines and then people can be like, oh, yeah, PETA's a thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, they said that calling someone a chicken was just as bad as calling someone the N word because it was a derogatory, it made it was like a derogatory take on chickens. <laughs> I didn't catch that. See, that's <laughs> kind of funny. Like, uh, <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take, speaking of short people, I'm a big Jose Altuve fan. He sucks. I know. I know nobody else likes him. I'm a big Jose Altuve fan, and he uh, hit a home run in game two against the Braves that bra- uh, puts him into a tie for second most postseason home runs. He's now tied with Bernie Williams for second place on the all-time list uh, behind Manny Ramirez, who's got 29. Altuve's got 22. And in fourth place is Derek Jeter, my nemesis, with 20. So my hot take is actually that if Derek Jeter got into the Hall of Fame with a unanimous vote, that means that Jose Altuve needs to get into the Hall of Fame with a double unanimous vote. Double unanimous vote for Jose Altuve. Like unanimous five years early? Yeah, tomorrow. He just needs to be in the Hall of Fame because he's so fucking better than Derek Jeter at baseball. And if we yeah, decided that's that, true. Yeah, that's it's true. true. Nobody can deny that Jose Altuve is like many, many times better at all aspects, all aspects of baseball. Right. Derek Jeter. But yeah. Derek Jeter is taller, though, Joel. So. Yeah. That's, how, tall, how tall is Derek Jeter? He's like 6'1, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah something like that. Yeah. It's on the tall side, Joel. Come Al- on, buddy. Altuve is 5'7. He's my boy. I actually prefer short people. I really do. No, 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 now you're flip-flopping. This is bullshit. I just like Laz Diaz. I just like Laz Diaz because he's tall. He's so tall, he stands behind the home plate. Fuck you, Joel. Like Laz Diaz and Jose Altuve. I don't even know who you are anymore. (laughs) Right. Those are like your two least favorite people in Major League Baseball. Among them, yeah. Certainly. Uh, hey, I want to give a shout out to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. Sam was out of town, but Thomas and I, we did a, a good job talking about NLCS, ALCS. So check out those podcasts. They're uh, good. They were good. They were good. Uh, shout out to our listeners in Los Angeles, California, Orlando, Florida, Philadelphia, PA, Las Vegas, Queens, Chicago. Uh, scrolling down, Ashburn, Virginia. What up? Oh, Muhammad, Illinois. Muhammad, Illinois. Check out the B block. I'm going to talk about you fuckers again with your all the cults in the world coming out of Muhammad, Illinois, Jacksonville, Florida, Houston, Texas, the Bronx. I want to, uh, hey, Joel, I wanted to give a shout out to all of our Seattle listeners. I know there's at least one that's not me. I would, yeah, right. Uh, Jesse's dad. Because, Wait, is it not? Remind, we huh? have, do we have two Seattle listeners now who are not you? Because one of them is Jesse's dad. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just know that sometimes we get listened to when I'm not listening to it. Mm-hmm. So there's 
somebody else listening to it. So I wanted to give a shout out to them and remind them to make sure they get their ballots in by Tuesday, November 2nd. We have a very important local election going on. And a special shout out to our, there's an abolitionist running for a city attorney in the city of Seattle. Tucker Carlson had a shit fit about it. A bunch of people are having a shit fit about it because he's actually- Right, prison abolition? She's an, she, she's considered herself an abolitionist. She's going to de-emphasize the criminalization of misdemeanors and uh, crimes of poverty. So instead of like spending $10,000 to put somebody in jail for shoplifting a piece of gum, they're going to focus more on litigation and uh, big, big lawsuits against corporations that are trying to not pay their taxes. Uh, she also is a close personal friend of my wife's and mine. Who we've known for like 10 years and used to wait, hang wait, out with. What's her name? Who do, who do they need to vote for? No, her name is Nicole Thomas Kennedy. Thomas and she's running for a city attorney in Seattle. Vote for Nicole Thomas Kennedy. I don't know, Sam, are you still there? Because there's an election in New York tomorrow, uh, next week too, isn't there? I think he's gone. Oh, he's gone. There's a they're voting for mayor also. I don't know. Is there an oh they're gonna there is actually that that mayoral election is actually coming down the pipe? Yeah. Oh shit, man. Sam went to the bathroom at the wrong time. He did. Uh, this is like mayoral politics. I thought that was like his jam. That is his jam. He's always talking about and yeah, he was all fired what up. About about? Well, I was talking about my politics while you were in the bathroom we started talking about the new york city mayor's race oh yeah that's that shit is crazy well what, are you talking about uh Adams? republican candidate no we're not we don't know anything about it that's what we i was oh. i was talking about my local my own local election coming up on november 2nd and then joel was like yeah there's i think there's another election i think the, new york is voting for mayor and i was like oh right, yeah but not really so, what but it's not i mean new york city is like 95 percent democratic or something like democrat and the the republican mayoral candidate is he's the founder of the guardian angels and he lives in a 300 square foot rent controlled apartment with like three dozen cats and wears a beret and has this like long history of like making up fake crimes that the guardian angels broke up like all and then like he got in trouble for it he's like you got to look this guy up because he's fucking insane um so anyway the 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 big election was the democratic primary which already happened and now the police guy won that this right yeah the cop eric adams and that's the other he's likely the next mayor (laughs) he's gonna be the next mayor and it's funny because this other guy, uh, Silva, I think his last name is, I can't even remember, the Republican guy, the, he, he's like the founder of the Guardian Angels, which is that That's vigil, cool. it's like a vigilante group, right? And they so cool. his whole thing is they like- They used to be cool, didn't they? Or maybe they were racist, I don't know. I think it is. Definitely racist. <laughs> no, there was Black Guardian Angels. There was- Hell's Angels? I think Sam's no. thinking of Hell's Angels. Guardian Angels were like, they had the red coats and they wore red berets and they would walk- Red berets. And you would definitely see, I definitely saw them in New York City in the late, in the, in the 90s and in other places too. I saw them and remember seeing them in California and they were often, sometimes white, but they were often black or Latina. Huh. So I don't know. I, I, I think we, a deeper dive into the Guardian Angels yeah. might be. Although, you know, I think it was a somewhat like the Hell's Angels in that each- chapter as it were kind of operates on its own volition and i think thereby can be swayed by local uh politics we that okay that would be curtis silva 
That, that founder of the Guardian Angels. Yeah. Jojo anyway, Siwa? Silwa. Curtis Sliwa. Sliwa. Anyway, he, anyway, he fabricated well, all of these crimes that he broke up. Like, oh, you know, I like these, there was this, you know, gang fight and I broke it up and then he got in trouble for it. Anyway, it's a fucking, it's a joke. And they've been having these, like, <clears throat> these debates, which is really funny because, like, the Republican Sliwa will, like, say all this crazy shit. And then Eric Adams, the Democratic nominee, will completely ignore everything he says and talk directly to the camera and just, like, completely <laughs> disregard every single thing this guy says. It's hilarious. <laughs> Sounds like it'd be uncomfortable to be in that room, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody go vote, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, do that. All right, you guys want to talk about the least funny thing there is to talk about? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You want me to do this, or? I'll eat it. Sex okay. abuse scandal, again. Here we go. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, two lawsuits were filed last week against the National Hockey League Chicago Blackhawks, alleging that former video coach Brad Aldridge sexually assaulted a former player and a high school hockey player while he was working for the organization in 2010. The Blackhawks did not follow up with the accusations at the time and instead quietly dismissed Aldridge who went on to sexually assault two students at the University of Miami, Ohio, two years later, after he was hired there as the director of hockey operations. Since the independent investigation concluded, the Blackhawks have fired their former general manager and director of hockey operations. I also found out earlier this evening, their former uh, coach, Joel Kenneville, has resigned as the coach of the Florida Panthers. That happened earlier this evening. So question for the evening, why do so many sports organizations keep allowing sexual abuse to occur under their watch? Um, well, I have a hot take about this real quick. Okay. And then I'll answer your question. But I think that the Chicago Blackhawks need to be like, I feel like they should be held criminally liable for these assaults that this guy did after like when he was coaching in, in the college. Cause one of those people was 16 year old, like a minor who he assaulted. Um, and you know, he never that should have gotten he that the job. Well, both he, he assaulted a minor while he was the Blackhawks, but because the Blackhawks never, did a criminal investigation or allowed a criminal investigation to occur. They just fired him quite like quietly. They did one of they those. They covered it up. They covered it, it cover up. up. They did a Catholic church and they covered it up. And so he was able to get hired again by the University of Miami, Ohio. And then he assaulted two more children sexually while at the University of Miami, Ohio. Oh, so yes. they, they enabled the sexual predator Right. And they should be held criminally liable, I think. I yeah, um, no, I, I see what you The organization and those people who were involved in the cover-up. Uh, and, you know, that was so, and to answer your question, Joel, is that, you know, that was 2010 and they won the Stanley Cup that year. Yeah. And this guy was 
fired quietly, but he still got his day with the Stanley Cup and was at the celebration parade. And that's what this guy, I forget his name, but he just came forward publicly, the yeah. John Doe in the original lawsuit. Yeah, I'll look that up real quick. Um, and that's one of the things that he was saying is that this guy, he like brought this forward and then they didn't do anything about it. And then here's this guy parading around his hometown with the Stanley Cup, like a goddamn hero, you know? Yeah. The, the guy who got assaulted, his name is Kyle Beach. And he revealed uh, yesterday that he is John Doe number one in the lawsuits. And he was, I believe, a minor league player at the time. No, he was a former Blackhawks player, my bad. He got called up that year. That's what it was. But he was like, he was like practice squad, kind of. And that's why he was vulnerable to the rape, the sexual assault. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't like a star player. He wasn't even a player on the team. He was hoped and dreamed to be on the team, trying to get a shot. Yeah, he was like on the the practice squad for the playoffs in case somebody got killed and he had to step in in the last second. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, we. It's just a power balance. I mean, it's just like humans taking advantage of the power structure, and it's that's why it happens in sports is because there's such pronounced power levels so like you know your coach can tell you what to do and whatever they say is kind of what you do i mean it's you know it's it's the same kind of it's the same as any sort of like teacher student relationship it's there's a the teacher and the ma- the master and the student and the this, what the master says the student is supposed to take i mean it's the same sort of like the way all these sort of like structured hierarchies work is through power structures and of course with like as time goes by and people have more and more you know confused ideologies they're going to make more and more terrible decisions and just feel justified in sort of a sense of like a power situation i don't know it's fucking gnarly but i it, i mean this yeah. stuff's been going on for forever you know totally right and it's these systems that that have been constructed where you know men these men in power uh there's no accountability there's no way to hold them accountable right so no it, it, hits, it hits joe paterno and it stops exactly that's exactly right and that's also you know just be cool dude like joe paterno paterno his interest is in a protecting the kingdom that he's built and protecting his buddy sandusky right right so so it's easier to just just that's what i don't get though. but everybody's everybody Everybody's trying to crawl up that ladder, though, too. So everybody is on on board with the status quo, with the protocol. You know, it's like it's like this Kyle Beach kid, that, and everybody's like, ah, buddy, just you know, I don't know, like try to figure it out. I don't know what to say, you know, like because nobody wants to be the one to rock the boat because they're trying to be cool to the boss too. You know what I mean? So like, exactly, yeah. But that's the thing. That's the part I don't get. You know, it's like I don't know how you just. I don't know, like there were so many people involved in this, like so many people at the time knew that this was happening Mm -hmm. and that this guy was like assaulting kids, right? I don't understand how you keep that quiet. Like, I don't understand how all of those people all were like, okay, we can't, like, we can't say anything about this. Not now, not ever. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. I mean, it's... Uh, don't rock the boat. 
right? Like, right. we'll just pass it off. We'll just, we don't know the fact. It's that probably he, not as bad as he's saying it right, is. Yeah, he's a good guy. I knew him back in the day. He's a good guy. I don't this kid, to... this kid seems right. like he's probably just got an ax to grind. He's probably just mad because yeah, he didn't no, make it. So, exactly, Thomas. There was so no, but there, there was justification. More of just, there was like well, a lot of corroborating. I need to there, be. But there was like a lot of corroborating evidence in this situation. Like this is not a, this was not a, this was like an actual decision to be like, we're in the middle of a push for the Stanley cup. We need to sweep this under the rug so as not to disrupt team chemistry. That was what the decision yeah. made was. It wasn't like. And I imagine, but I kid. imagine that, I imagine that information or whatever they knew about the circumstances they only they knew you know what i mean and if you control the information you can control the way that it appears publicly and even to people within the organization you know what i mean so if like two people at the top and the coach and the player knew that this had actually happened had actual like understanding of what happened had seen the affidavit had seen the court documents knew you know what i mean though that in that right. case as long as they right. control that information then they can control the narrative and but then, like this guy and then not everybody is complicit i'm not saying that i'm not saying that it's not i'm saying it, all it takes is one person to put their thumb in the hole for everybody to say oh yeah the dam looks fine i heard no but it wasn't it wasn't like that. that though like this guy went to hr like it was a it was a, it was like a thing that was like passed around through the organization okay so it's organization and, and yeah. they're like we're gonna fire him after the after the Stanley Cup, that was the decision that they made. But yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like he told his coach, and then his coach decided not to do anything about it. He brought it to HR, and he's like, "This is what happened. Here is my corroborating evidence." And then right. HR went to the coach and was like, like, "What do we do here? This is like a serious problem." And the people, like the general manager, the coach. Uh, like the team president, maybe. Um, I guess like a lot, of, like was like everybody was like, no, 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 we have to bury this shit. Like we can't let this practice squad player sink our Stanley Cup oh, by yeah. like bringing this scandal forward. It, and it's like I, the thing that I don't get is like how out of all of those people who knew, there was nobody that was like, this is this guy is like assaulting these people like this is a serious like this guy needs to go to jail you know well i guess that's, that's what i'm saying it's like a site well no i mean either way it's fucking fucked it's pretty the weird former, former blackhawks player who told the athletic in june that every guy on the team knew about the alleged abuse wow okay well that that kind of mm -hmm. <laughs> That fades it more in Sam's perspective. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm kind of sitting here going like, well, maybe that HR person was like bound by some sort of contractual obligation to not say what they had heard, but no, it doesn't sound like that was even. Yeah, yeah that's, that's mean, pretty fucking gnarly. But it's also like, yeah, that's that's beyond. I mean, I suppose. I think that you guys are great, and I think we can all agree that this podcast is on the trajectory to over take Joe Rogan as the most influential podcast in the world. Right. But if I found out that either of you guys was like assaulting hockey players, I would, I wouldn't shut up about that. You know, right. <clears throat> like I would pretty, 
pretty quickly be like, this can't, this has to stop right now. Hard stop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you can't stop me. I'm all the way out here in Seattle saying. If I want to assault hockey players, we have Kraken now, so I can. <laughs> right. <laughs> gonna, I'm just going to contact the Kraken front office right now. Did I did I ever tell you guys a story when I went to a I used to go to the T-Birds games. I was like the minor league hockey team at, that was used to play in Key Arena 15 years ago and then they moved out to or like Everett or Kent or something like that. Seattle the Seattle Thunder Thunder T-Birds. Anyway, you know, we went to the game. I was at the game with my now wife and the T-Bird the the mascot came up and started flirting with my wife and I was like, "I'm going to kill that T-Bird." And I yelled at him. <laughs> So this is good. Yeah, this is good because we actually did talk about this on a podcast one time, and that was one of the podcasts that got lost somehow. Oh, him talking about you that. remember that you, you I, told yeah, this I story. I did tell this story. Oh, yeah. yeah, but we lost it, so you should you should tell it again. Yeah. No, I don't remember it now because I think I've told it better before. I think that's the story. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of did just tell it. So, but there, there was obviously a bet. There was a better uh, punchline to it, and I can't remember how I was going to tie it into what we were just talking about. But I'm glad that we revisited it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I found out this week that Seattle is the first city in the United States of America to ever win a Stanley Cup. The Seattle, yeah, the Metropolitans, Metropolitans in 1917. Yeah. yeah crushing the montreal canadians the first american team to win the the stanley cup yeah before that every winner had been canadian yeah ha huh. well there you fucking go man fucking go right. metropolitans i don't know why they didn't call them the metropolitans then that's stupid because then they'd be the seattle mets and nobody would fucking root for the seattle mets right I'm, i voted first. for seattle that name voted, was first <laughs> i voted for the seattle freeze Sure, that's fine. Well, just can't now be- you guys have a whole like nautical thing with all your teams. Yes, yes. Well, somebody was talking about today the Seahawks. You know, like their logo is derivative of a Pacific Northwest Indian tribe, Native American right, you've tribe. You've got a badass Seahawks tattoo on you. Yeah, like my badass Seahawks tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's total cultural appropriation, and I'm wondering. If <laughs> no, you got the Mariners, the Seahawks, and the Kraken. Yeah, well, we're, we're right here on the ocean. I'm I'm sitting yeah. here with a bomb cyclone blowing in off the Puget Sound. My work is right by the ocean, and it's like the wind blows so fucking hard; it's intense. Definitely the best like combination of like a theme on all your sports teams. Pittsburgh's got the black and yellow, but they don't really have a theme going. Wisconsin's got the Brewers in Milwaukee and the Packers in Green Bay. I like that. Dallas, even though I hate all Dallas teams, they've at least got the Mavericks, the Cowboys, and the Rangers, right? So they got a real, like... There's cultural stereotypes. Sure, but at least they're all, like, associated around the same concept of Dallas is where the Cowboys, you know. That's, yeah. just, that's just, like, unoriginal thinking. You got the Astros and the Rockets. And Nobody's the Armadillos. There should be armadillos, but they play. There's a college teams, the armadillos, right? Well, yeah. the team from Unnecessary Roughness, starring Sinbad, was the uh, fiction. Happy Ireland. 
And Kathy Ireland. Yeah, and Kathy Ireland. Shout out to Kathy Ireland. Former well, swimsuit sports model. <laughs> wow, this is a Kathy Ireland fan podcast now, isn't it? <laughs> All right, we've, we're over an hour, but we got another headline to talk about. Um, Are we doing it? Yeah. All right, last thing, because I want to end on a lighter note, which is racism. All right. Uh, Cleveland baseball team tries to not be racist, still gets sued. A roller derby team that has called itself the Cleveland Guardians since 2013 sued the city's Major League Baseball team in federal court in Cleveland on Wednesday, alleging that the switch from Indians to Guardians infringes on its trademark. Quote, a Major League club cannot simply take a smaller team's name and use it for itself. There cannot be two Cleveland Guardians teams in Cleveland and to be blunt, the plaintiff was here first. The former Cleveland Indians announced in July that it would assume the name Guardians for the 2022 season after years of criticism that the Indians' name and Chief Wahoo logo were racist. The all-gender roller derby team is based in the Cleveland suburb of Parma. It formally registered the name Cleveland Guardians in 2017 with the Ohio Secretary of State has been selling team merchandise since 2014. Question, which Cleveland Guardians is making better use of their white privilege? I really like this because it's just like it was a hundred, like a hundred and whatever, hundred years to get rid of the like really aggressively racist uh, branding and, and imaging of the Cleveland Indians. And then they changed their name to this kind of non-divisive name and a bunch of like suburban white boys are all bent out of shape because, and it's not even that, here's the thing about this. This is just like, they're trying to get money from the Cleveland (laughs) Indians. And that's what I'm coming from. That's not, it's nothing to do with white privilege. It's all just capitalism. And ultimately they have a, they have an LLC and they've uh, filed under that name as the Cleveland Guardians. If they're selling merchandise, which are legally, you know, obligated to do then they have to file it as an llc so they're just actually doing what they like their corporate sponsors would tell them to do it's what you're supposed to do if you're a corporation right. and somebody has a name i mean you sue them and then the indians or the guardians the cleveland baseball team will pay them damages within you know though so so now that all this roller derby team wants is fucking four million dollars to have like a killer kegger and that's what they're gonna fucking get because the guardians have going to pay the, the baseball team is going to pay them because it's not going to be that much money you know what i mean it's going to be like yeah four million dollars the most but it's basically just like oh here's your opportunity to make money you should sue these people so you can make some money it's just like the f- most fucked up system in the whole fucking world right and that's that's so and it's, and it's a white privilege sort of system though well, it has been historically yeah. they've kind of kept it that way but i mean theoretically all the the laws and the rules of capitalism the ways that you sue and make money through the legal system are available to everybody but you have to have access to those theoretically public education is not racist either theoretically it's all not racist right but what's public education got to do with anything we're talking about lowly right and racism yeah don't drag my ass into this come on Yeah, because the the public education system is like free and equal for everybody. Oh, in theory. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So is the legal system and the... Yeah. 
So yeah. my whole thing is that they're not the Cleveland Guardians, they're the fucking Palmer Guardians. They don't even play well, Cleveland. They're in the suburbs. It's their, their name. They're yeah. like hanging out in the cheese aisle at the grocery store. They're like, don't get near that Parmesan. Right. Which like the New York, the New Jersey Jets calling themselves the New York Jets when they play in, no, in East West. They're in a different state. That's at least, a good point. At least this roller yeah. derby team is still in the same state. Like, give me a break. <laughs> My I mean, if they is, filed for that LLC in 2017, they're completely right. They're within their legal right to sue, and they'll win. They're going to win. They're going to win, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so you're saying they're getting $4 million. You say they'd go with the Kegu. Sam, what would you spend, you and your 11 roller derby teammates from Palma, Ohio, what would you spend your $4 million on? Uh, here's the funny thing. This is just an aside about roller derby. I don't, I don't know. think they're actually going to get $4 million. Actually. Are you guys familiar? Do you guys have any roller derby friends or do you know any roller yeah. derby people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. women, it was always women. Right. Yeah. Roller derby people are like really intense about roller derby. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. In like a really like strange way. Yeah. Um, not strange just very like it's so intense, intense you know yeah 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 um and, and so it it and and very protective too so it's like doesn't surprise me that like i feel like this is in part definitely a money grab but also it's like a, it's no but i don't think it's a hundred percent i think it's a like very protective of roller derby sort of oh thing. yeah yeah that makes sense to me uh. except that their team is mostly male because my thing is that roller derby was always kind of this expression of like women allowed to be physical in a sport made for women that's still a physical aggressive sport yeah i i, I didn't really know about male it had always been a female thing that I'd seen. Yeah. This is this is all gender. We looked at that team photo. There's like ten guys, mostly men, mostly men. Yeah, it's, there's some women, but like two thirds men. And I think I'm sexist because it, it makes it seem like it's less fun. I actually, yeah, maybe I'm sexist too, but I I agree with you. But it's weird. I mean, whatever. Also, yeah, we haven't covered Quidditch in a long time. Right. I'm not talking about Quidditch. We you, have you listened to the old Quidditch corner episodes that we did, Thomas? No. We had entire Quidditch episodes. I would say Quidditch. Yeah, I'm going to stand by my statement. I'm not going to. You guys gonna have to do that when I'm not here. <laughs> That's the off season. That's the off season. Talk a lot of Quidditch once the World <laughs> Series is over. <laughs> well, we're gonna be all we're gonna be talking about is prop bets and bar stools. organization. And Carlos Correa coming to the Mariners. Oh my God, Yankees! Yeah, he probably will go to the Yankees. He belongs on the fucking Yankees. I hate that guy. My Mariners, my Mariners wish list was Chris Bryant, Starling Marte, yeah. and Max Scherzer. I could say Marte on the Mariners. I could see that. I think the- Carlos Correa belongs on the Yankees because that dude is overrated. Yep. Yep. Hey. I think he's pretty good. Wah, 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 wah. Well, and Thomas, you were complaining, yeah, they're going to shut down the season as soon as the Mariners get good. The fucking White Sox, I'm going to lose two and a half of Luis Roberts' first three seasons in Major League Baseball. Yeah, you guys might be over the hill. 
Yeah, exactly. They're you doing, your windows closed. Our window, our window was COVID, an injury plague season, and then a lockout. That was the White Sox championship window. There you go, Joel. That's, now that's my kind of baseball. There player. we go. That's baseball. <laughs> for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the um, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Um, remember to follow us on all your social media applications. I'm active on Twitter. We got an Instagram account, both of them at Dump on the Oh, I wanted to comment on one of your tweets today. Okay. Uh-oh. Go ahead. You were saying that the only way we could save baseball. Oh, shit. I should have, I should, maybe I should bring this up next time. But you were saying how the only way to save baseball was to have an ALCS with the Red Sox, Yankees, oh, and yeah. ALCS with the Dodgers, Cubs. And I was like, I don't fucking, I've never wanted to kill you more. <laughs> you should have read the whole tweet. But, my point being is that uh, uh, viewership, audience viewership on TV for Major League Baseball was really, really high for the postseason and then has plummeted during the World Series. And everyone was really confused about that. And my point is viewership was super high through the championship series because you had the Red Sox and the Dodgers. You had the Red Sox in the ALCS and you have the Dodgers in the NLCS, and that's what everybody was watching. And now that's the Astros and the Braves. Nobody is watching the Astros and the Braves. So, oh my God, we're way over. But True. Now, I haven't watched any baseball since the Red Sox stopped Sam playing. Watched any baseball since the Red Sox stopped playing? Yes. Right. And so, if like, and so to say, if if quote unquote we save baseball by getting new fans interested in baseball, the the only way you do that is by having your three major market media markets and your four most important sports franchises in the championship series. That's Dodgers, Cubs in the NL and the Yankees, Red Sox in the AL. The Yankees, Red Sox wildcard game got 7.7 million viewers on ESPN, making it the highest viewed wildcard game of all time by far, which has been what, five years, six years? How long have we had that wild card game for? Uh, not, yeah. yeah, five years maybe. Uh, yeah, so not a long, but still, that's a thing. Meanwhile, game two of Astros Braves got, quote unquote, only 10.2 million viewers on Fox, which is, you know, basic, basic network, the network. And that's the second lowest viewed game for any World Series game in like the modern era. Well, I'd say it has more to do with the, these two particular franchises being rather unlikable, but the I disagree because I don't think that spreading the baseball is just appealing to the most people. I think you have to, I think Shohei Otani's and Vlad Guerrero Jr. is and leaning into the players <laughs> are really good. <clears throat> Thomas's ideal baseball game is one that nobody watches. <laughs> Between the age like the fewer, the least viewed, the better. <laughs> I think that I, I, I think that ultimately I w- am not in the interest of saving baseball. If people don't want to fucking watch baseball, I think they should fuck right off. I'll just watch it, and then I can don't have to wait in line for beer. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is a good take away. Yeah, Thomas's yeah. ideal baseball game is just nobody there except for him and the team. <laughs> just really unhappy by himself. No, it'd be great fun. We'd have a, we'd have a really great time then. Me, the, the guys. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Blue Jays versus the Angels. No, yeah. <laughs> the 
Buffalo Blue Jays. That would be a great fucking game. Fuck the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers and the Cubs. No, I hate three out of four of those franchises. You know, I'm just saying. That's what, like, everybody would go. And then Major League Baseball would kill for Dodgers-Yankees World Series. They would settle for Cubs-Red Sox. But, but, but Major League Baseball also isn't interested in saving baseball. They're just interested right. in capitalizing on it. So it doesn't well, fucking that, matter. Anyway. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Then they could capitalize on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. Okay. There All right. Wages and Yeah. Capitalism. God, we talked about everything. Heightism. Capitalism. Racism. Uh, what, was the, what was the one we made up? Uh, feciesism. Feciesism. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen. If, if anybody's still awake, they want to be done. Yeah. <laughs> this has been Dump on the Up for Sam and Thomas. My name is Joel. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs>